0: To be or not to be a real estate agent is one of the most important questions you need to ask. This is Dennis Plints, and this is the Hustle Podcast for real estate agents. With over 15 years of experience and over a thousand homes sold, this is the place I'm going to share my experiences—the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everybody and anybody that wants to push their business to the next level, let's go. To be. Or not to be a real estate agent. That's what we're gonna talk about. Whether you're brand new in the real estate business, congratulations. I firmly believe it's the most exciting, for me, profitable, and only real means of steady, consistent, kick ass employment. Then, congratulations. If you're a seasoned veteran, like I kind of am, I have the gray hair to prove it, and you love the business, as much as I still do, then congratulations. The question that needs to be asked every day that we get out of bed, but most importantly, the beginning of your career, before you actually sign up for real estate school or renew your license is to be or not be a real estate agent. And there are a few key aspects that I've gleaned from years of research of industry professionals. Uh, The book I'm currently writing is uh, titled Outstanding. It's interviews with outstanding real estate agents from uh, across North America and beyond and peeking behind the kimono, if you will, of what makes them great, what drives them, their biggest wins, their biggest losses, uh, riveting book. I highly encourage you to pre-sign up for that at the hustle under books. But out of that, I've taken a really cool perspective on what it takes to be a great real estate agent. And if you, uh, If you know somebody thinking of getting in the biz, then share this with them for sure. And the questions that need to be asked early on come down to a couple of fundamental uh, personality traits and resources you're going to need to possess naturally or be willing to work damn hard on to make this business a success. And the first question is, are you getting into the business or are you in the business As a default. Like, is this plan B to something bigger that you've been considering? Or, you know, instead of that, I'm just going to do this. You know, I could just be a realtor. I've heard that a lot. And I've usually heard it from people that have failed in the business. Well, I just tried it. I'm not saying there's anything anything wrong with trying, but I am saying if you're getting into the business or you're in the business out of frustration for other unresolved aspects of life, don't do it but if you're like me and the really successful people I've interviewed and you have an insatiable curiosity about the possibilities and I'm excited at this junction not with caffeine this is end of a long 14 hour day so far if you are insatiably curious and you have a hunger that's not satisfied about why this business seems to be the way to your future and for me, that was about recognizing really quickly when I bought my first house and before that uh, story, dated a girl um, that I knew for a long time. whose dad was a really successful real estate agent at that time. And a couple of things I thought were amazing about what he did. One, I knew where he came from. He came from very little, worked very hard, and had built a very successful career with not a lot of opportunity given to him. Two, I remember at the stage I watched him late in his career, later, um, doing deals from his beautiful ski boat. Well, you know, I was a 16-year-old kid and he had his massive cell phone brick and would drive back to town and back to the cabin at nights after doing deals and making thousands of dollars. I was fascinated by the potential for somebody that had so little training and so little guidance, and that's me. But that was coupled with a hunger for a better life that nobody ever gave me. In fact, I think I inherited it from unfortunate circumstances, which is very, very fortunate. And I recognize that if he could do it with the resources he had at the level he was doing it, I believe deep within me I could do it as good and I'll even say I believe better. The gentleman we bought our house from was a good friend of mine. Uh, way back when we first got married, the, the experience was somewhat of a disaster in hindsight, but we did it. And I also recognized based on the skill set he had combined with the drive that he had or countered with the drive that he had very little skills. You know didn't speak English well, first generation Canadian, but driven like you know like the, the meanest of the mean, um, he did well. So I had seeds planted in me of possibility. And when I signed up for the real estate course, I did it with a desire and a a confidence that was led out of curiosity. So ask that question right now before anything else. Are you frustrated with life and this just seems like the thing to do? Or are you damn curious and excited? If you're damn curious and excited, listen on. If you're frustrated, stop this podcast and, and don't sign up for real estate school. You see, life as a real estate agent isn't an easy one by any means. And there are a couple of things that I think need to be inherent to you as an individual. And the first one, because they can't teach it to you anywhere in life, is personality. For me and the many interviews I've done, the agents I've worked alongside, the key fundamental aspect that outweighs everything else. And I'd put this one really, really close to desire and hunger. You know, I'd I'd always bet on hunger in almost every race. Somebody's hungrier for something, I will bet on them. But if they just don't have the personality, it's gonna be a tough slug. I'm not saying you can't Make it, whatever that means, or it will be okay. But without a personality that is the following, it's going to be tough. So ask yourself, is your personality one that likes people? Are you, in some deep, important, meaningful, real way, somebody that likes people? If you are, if you like conversations, if you're curious about people, if you are, not in my notes, but I'll say optimistic about possibilities, even when... You're staying in the women's emergency shelter with your mom, which I was, a lot. I've always believed in a better tomorrow. That's because I'm optimistic, and it's because I like people, and I have an ability to find the good parts about the people around me. So, do you have a personality that gravitates to people? Do you like people? Are you naturally curious about people, and do you have a confidence That lends itself for people to want to talk to you, that you can engage somewhat easily. If the answer is no to all of those questions, I'm not saying you shouldn't get into real estate by any means. That's not, uh, this is by no means a one size fits all. I'm just giving some indicators to the very important decision about choosing a career. And this is one of 10 points I've got here. So past personality, if you've got those key aspects, the second one is connections. Over the years, I've been asked a lot. Well, what's the secret to your business? What's the thing that you do? What do you, you know, what's your morning routine? What do you use for a CRM? What do you have on your business cards? What's your website? What's your lead gen? Okay, all of that stuff. Good news, is in all of the podcasts that we have. Um, but this one here is about understanding. At the end of the day, or the beginning of every morning at 5 a.m. for me. The thing I can honestly say to people that I'm very gifted with is great connections. So ask yourself in this moment as you contemplate growing your career to massive heights or getting into the best business there is, do you have connections? And those can stem from something as simple as a lot of friends on Facebook that you're connected to. It can go to a past career where you've got deep roots in the industries or industry that you were working in. Do you have deep family connections in your marketplace? Are you involved in your community, your parent groups? Like, Do you have solid connections, which lends itself to the last point, but connections that are real. So 500 friends on Facebook is different than the 50 people on Instagram that I'm connected to, that I'm really connected to. You know, despite the thousand or so followers, the 50 I'm connected to are people I could call on any given day, ask for something related to what they do or know, and they will give it to me. Is it somebody that you can connect with, call, text, Facebook, invite to a barbecue, and they're going to come? I mean, real, solid, lifelong connections. Then you're going to do well. And number three... Personality doesn't matter. Connections don't matter. If you don't have the biggest, overarching, all-encompassing aspect of the successful, kick-ass real estate career, integrity. What is integrity? Well, integrity is simply defined in the real estate space as reputation. Do you have a reputation that you would say is good? Or if you were to call your last 10 employers or landlords, or girlfriends or boyfriends, whatever is the most recent close connection to you, and ask, do I have a good reputation or a bad one? Unfortunately, if the answer is bad, you should not get in real estate. Not saying you can't reshape your integrity. Not saying you can't rebuild your connections. But I am saying that if you've lost a reputation and you're not somebody that is integral in building solid relationships, which equal a good reputation, then you're going to start off with a serious limp in real estate. Then you need to ask yourself about the basics of becoming a kick-ass licensed real estate agent. Do you have the basics, okay? Like one that has been overlooked, believe it or not, is do you have a driver's license? I know you might laugh, I kind of laugh. The person I'm thinking of lost their license actually from a DUI or an impaired driving charge, but um, that made it difficult to stay in the real estate business, although it was possible. But do you have a car? You got to drive people around. Are you a good driver? Do you have a clean car? I borrowed my mother-in-law's BMW when I started in real estate. Then I bought it for a dollar and I crashed it the same day I bought it on the way to doing a deal. But I had a car that was clean, I had a car when I first started that I borrowed as often as I needed to make the right impression, because a separate episode is about um, uh, perception and reality, and you've got to put out a really strong persona, so your perception of your brand is strong. And it starts with the perception of your car, Then it's how you look. Do you own a suit? Do you have a good wardrobe? Are you well-groomed? Do you smell good, and look good, and comb your hair, and do your makeup, and all those fun things? Do you have a cell phone? And in this day and age, are you technologically connected to the world? If you're somebody that doesn't believe in email and social and digital signatures and you're just not that person, well, that's unfortunate. No comment. The basics beyond your reputation, beyond connections and personality, the fundamental aspects of a car, a cell phone, and looking and smelling and talking and feeling good is the one that gets kicked where it hurts. Do you have availability? Without bandwidth and a lifestyle that accommodates you to be on call as you're going to need to be on call, Especially early in your career, or even for me, the number one core value our team has is responsiveness. And that comes at a price that I think needs to be highlighted because responsiveness is expected, I think, in this day and age. But in the real estate space, responsiveness and availability go hand in hand. Are you available? When I first got into the business, I was newly married, just my wife and I, a mortgage payment, student debt, and a Rottweiler dog. And every morning that I would wake up, the only thing I had to worry about doing was putting on underwear, combing my hair, feeding the dog, and going out and working to meet clients and work with clients. My availability was massive. Today, it's somewhat limited. I'm trapped a little bit by the limited aspects of real life, like more debt today, a bigger office and team, and the beautiful parts of family and children and responsibilities that I love being connected to, but I still need to have availability. So early on, just know that you can't avoid this one. You have got to be available. Secondly, in the personal aspects, other than availability, do you have support? Are you supported and going to be supported in this endeavor, this career, this life shift by the people you love. Because the support that your spouse is going to give you or your partner or your family or your siblings is going to be needed, especially if they're your primary relationships. Your spouse, if nobody else, because that's my reference point, she bent over backwards With the hours the dinners missed, the calls I had to take, the first offer early in my career that I left, an important dinner with family, friends that I hadn't seen in like a decade. I'll never forget cooking steak and asparagus and hitting stop in the middle and leaving them in charge of the barbecue, which nobody knew how to do. And I had to run across the city to do a deal. I came home that night. My wife congratulated me hugged me. I spun her around. She kissed me. We talked about the deal I did, not the people I missed. Now again, another episode on work-life balance means you need to understand how to manage this moving forward, but knowing that early on you need to have all the support you can get that's not going to hinder you. It's It's a very tricky one. Resources. Another personal aspect. How are your personal resources, your financial resources? Do you have the cash flow needed. Two resources I want to talk about. I wrote down little R and big R. Uh, again, over years of questions about what's it takes. A lot of people have come to me and, and, and jumped ahead in the process and said, hey, I'm getting my license. I got a budget of you know X number of dollars set aside. What do I do with it? Well, how you allocate those resources is a different conversation than whether or not you actually have enough resources to get you started. I'm not saying it takes a lot But I am saying you need to be strategic and have a nest egg of some sort to weather the storm. And if you don't, I think the beauty is if you've got everything else I've talked about, which is pretty much where I started. I had all of the right ingredients that I just talked about and I had no resources. I had debt. But I had hustle and I had hunger. And that's what's got me here. So if you have resources, just know how to allocate them properly. That's the little R because I don't think it's as important. The big R the biggest are resourcefulness ask yourself are you resourceful and that means you have to have the ability to make decisions on the fly find the right answers make things happen you know i ran out of gas with a client driving to showings i parked the car ran to another person's house that i knew got them to give us a ride got a jerry can like that's like that's that's like nuts and bolts resourcefulness I borrowed office supplies from my old employer so I could make buyers and sellers packages when I started. I got a used laptop. I bought my mother-in-law's used car. You got to be resourceful to survive in this business, meaning you have to find ways to be creative to get the results you desire that your clients expect, and you're probably going to have to do it with a limited amount of knowledge and resources. Little are. Last but not least... Are you interested in other people? And are you interested in real estate? Tell me, please, if you've made it this far in the podcast, that you have an interest in the business and you have an interest in other people. Because if you don't, even if you qualify in all the other right areas, a very important episode I did on networking talks about this as the fundamental aspect to successfully networking. And that's being... Very curious about other people. And you've got to have that interest. And you have to have it about real estate, about houses, about condos, about people, about divorce, about distress and disease and how life works. And you have to be very, very interested. Rapid fire. Are you willing to work seven days a week? There's no alternative to this. Some will talk about balance. Some will say you do two on and two, whatever. It's not my experience. Seven days a week. Being connected to your team, your resources, your clients, that's what they expect. Prepare to know that you might not know when your next paycheck is coming. Running on a thin line is a reality of real estate. Last story, my wife will tell you, uh, if you have the chance, fortunate chance to meet her. When we first started, deeply in debt, mortgage just finished school, uh, well, finishing school and selling real estate, pots and pans on the side. That was my life for the first uh, year of real estate. There would be weird weekends where I'd have no buyers, I'd have no sellers, I'd have no calls coming. And after maybe a really busy run, which was the hardest, the roller coaster. So, really busy run, no calls, no clients, no buyers. And I would call Katie at work and I'd be in a slight but serious bout of depression stemming. From what makes me, I think, really good in the business, which is I never count on yesterday. But in the absence of something happening, I get really, really nervous. So being able to be comfortable with the uncertainty. Are you motivated? Are you self-motivated, self-disciplined? Do you work out? Do you eat right? Do you drink lots of water? Have you been able to manage your life without a lot of support from other people? If that's a yes, good on you, you're going to go much further, faster than those that don't do those basic things which comes down, in my opinion, to just not being motivated, not having discipline. Because, I'll close by saying, the thing that's most attractive about real estate is the freedom. The freedom it will offer you to be creative, to be hungry, to get results, to care about people, to grow your business, to not be managed, but manage yourself. And the sky is the limit, bad market or good market. The creativity you get to bring to this space is unlimited. It's the freedom, the freedom to be all those things. But if you don't use that freedom very, very wisely, it's ultimately what causes you and others to have to get out of the business. Use your freedom wisely. Check the boxes to make sure you're curious about this business in all the right ways. As always, I wish you all the success you can handle and just a little bit more because you're going to need it in this amazing business. Call me if you have any questions. Email or text is best. I'm going to help you as best I can. Like this. Please share it with offices or realtors or friends. It's Dennis at Plintz.com. Have a fantastic day.